SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, Doug, I told you. <laughs> your your voice is about gone, isn't it? It's this. Uh, yeah, it's it, yeah, yeah. It's you know. it's hanging out. You're hanging in there. I think I can uh, articulate what I'm saying. So hopefully, yeah, the the uh, listeners can bear with us. Yeah, they can. Well, I'm just glad you're here because otherwise it'd just be me. <laughs> now, but I told you that the Biden administration was going to contest the mask mandate thing, uh, despite it being politically dumb to do so and it appears that that's what they're doing or did it just come out that must have just came out uh, it, it came out uh i think last night that they were going to contest the mass mandate um which at first they weren't going to or it appeared that they weren't going to but then they did come out and say yeah that they're going to do it uh, but like you said uh the other day just in a poli- in a uh election year just mm-hmm. really not smart but I don't know. I guess you you live and die by that ideology, and that's what happens. Well, you know, early on in the pandemic, Dr. Fauci said that masks would not make a difference. I don't know if you remember that. Remember that when he said that early on? Yep. And and he said, we shouldn't wear masks. I mean, he said that clearly. Uh, And he explained the change by saying he lied to the people. The first time, because he didn't want a, a run on mask. Okay, so when can you believe these people? It, it's just really crazy. I think it's really going to not be a good issue politically for them if they really pursue this, um, you know, uh, t- trying to do the appeal. But we'll see. Um, it, it's, you know, I was looking on Fox News. I was trying to find and CNN and trying to see if anybody had reported anything, but nobody's really saying anything about it that I can see. Um, so I'm just trying to verify m- my news source over here. I sent it to you last night, April you, 19th. Uh, you, 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 Daily Wire, Biden well, admin to appeal. Well, it said, no, no, they said they're considering it, but I don't know that they've actually, they haven't filed an appeal yet, have they? No, they said that they are going to. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll believe it. All right, I all right. I'll do a lunch with you on that one because I just don't think they're going to do it. I really don't. They may. Uh, they, I, I'll put it this way: they 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 won't do it till later in the year, maybe till it's politically expedient for them. Yeah, I don't. I just. Politically. I mean, listen. You've already got you got a. I don't know if you saw this story. A woman opened up an emergency exit on an American Airlines flight. Uh, uh, did you see that? No. I say the plane was on the tar- tarmac, and people are tired. Listen, people who travel a lot, who have these masks on, and they've been having to. I, I talked to pe- pe- other people who travel a lot, and and they're just tired because traveling with masks it has been very uncomfortable, and they've been. Uh, literally like police on the plane, the the flight attendants regarding the mask. And so 
uh, a California woman uh, was in, they were in Buffalo getting ready to take off and they were uh, flying to Chicago on an American Airlines flight and uh, they were out on the tarmac and she just opened up the door <laughs> and uh, uh, went down the slide, I guess, and wow. uh, and ran around and they, got, they arrested her. But that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, did they say if she had any, you know, uh, issues, you know, mental issues? Or well, she was just mad. Um, I mean, she was just mad about something. I mean, obviously, normal, sane people don't pull the, the ripcord on a, an emergency <laughs> exit and go down the plane. Uh, but, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, people have been doing really crazy things on planes, and I think a lot of it is because the 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 whole last two years has created really a chaos mm-hmm. in travel a chaos in our schools um uh, i mean uh there was a woman in new york who was uh, attacked for being white with braids did you hear about that uh no but i'm not surprised <laughs> about it at all yeah. i mean literally uh she was she you know they uh 10, 10 girls came over and began attacking two women at an intersection. And uh, they, because she was a white lady who had braids in her hair. Yeah, that's cultural appropriation, don't yeah, you? That's, yeah. yeah. That's so, been happening on uh, college campuses since like 2014. And so to see it happening in uh, the wider uh, culture is not really too much of a surprise, right? Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, again, we're just, during the first hour, we just talk a lot about, a lot about different things that's happening in the news, just so you're aware and you go, well, I can't change in that. No, but you can pray for some of these okay. things. I mean, when you stop and think about that, I mean, think about the poor airline workers, you know, who are having to deal with these things. I mean, a lot of them were very relieved when this happened because it would take pressure off of them. You need to pray for... Uh, especially our brothers and sisters in those industries. I, I've got a friend who is a pilot, and he tries to share the gospel all the time. Well, it's been tough to do that. It's tough to do it with a mask on. Mm. I mean, think about it. Uh, you went from being able to smile, people can read your cues, and now have you ever tried sharing the gospel with a mask on? No. I mean, it's it's kind of hard, difficult, because, one, people can't understand you, and it's just, again, something that has caused a lot of problems in a lot of different realms everything from education where kids young kids need to see the facial cues and by the way why are young kids still wearing masks in schools that's the most insane thing it is a control training thing that's all yeah and i think there's a significant amount of uh people who are still terrified of covid who think that if you don't have the vaccine then uh, you, you better be masked, and even if you do have the vaccine, you better be masked. But since kids are unable to get vaccinated under you know a certain age, well, they they definitely need to be masked up. Uh, it's illogical if you ask me, but that's I think the way that they are thinking about it. Well, hey, uh, also if for our Florida people, by the way, thanks for listening in Virginia and Meridian, Mississippi on WMAR, and through the internet out there, James, uh, and uh, over in England, our good friend in England. Um, the uh, Florida Senate approved a bill Wednesday that dissolves the self-governing status of Disney. I saw that, and so, um, so that that's a that's a big deal. 
Yeah, it's getting uh, kicked to the house now, and it's uh, expected to pass, I think, right, in the house. Mm-hmm. It's at least Republican-controlled. I mean, we'll see if it actually If that actually does pass, wow, that'll it's be huge. It, it's going to be a big thing, and I think Disney will want to rethink their future battles, at least with this governor mm-hmm. up there. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, that's still a lot a lot of stuff going on, uh, I think, you know, over in the, the Ukraine uh, Russia took control of a city named Kremen- Kremina, K-R-E-M-I-N-N-A. Um, and, you know, when Russia started this new phase, this is the first big city they've been able to take over. Uh, they continue to pound Mariupol, man. I mean, that there, there's not much left of that city. Mariupol, um, there's only a small pocket of resistance that's uh, held out. It's, you know... Um, pretty pretty much subdued i think there's one little area uh uh by the by the water there that's uh still holding out but for the most part they've uh you know cut them off well the pentagon put out the other day that they've sent russia has sent over 11 more battalion tactical groups into the country but man you think they're you know their their uh their their national prestige uh carrier or a ship, what I don't remember exactly what what it was, but I mean, of course they're going to respond like that, right? Yeah, and you know, this time of year, there's always some stuff stirring up in Israel, and um, you know, Iran warned that it will target the heart of Israel if they make the slightest move, you know, because they've had mm-hmm. this thing going on over there the last couple of weeks. Um, hey, did you see one of the leaders? Uh, I can't remember if it was of Hamas or Hezbollah was saying, like, you know, we started off with sticks, now we got uh, AKs and anti-tanks, and, uh, you know, just give us uh, uh, air air uh, capacity and we'll be able to take out, wipe out Israel. And, you know, people are still pushing for a two-state solution when the 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 head of the government um, in those areas mm. are they, they're, won't be content unless Israel's wiped off the face of the map. Yeah, and, um, you know, the, the health... I heard this again the other day, uh, yesterday, uh, about um, depression and anxiety among teenagers and young people. It continues to rise and and grow um, because of social media and uh, also the stress going on in the world. You know, whether it's the war, the crime, or or whatever. And And even even confusion. Yeah, Yeah, and even confusion about issues who you know who do we believe yeah um i mean most kids uh i would say most young people under 20 get their news from social media wouldn't you agree with that yeah and um who's who's guarding social media not people we want to be the guardians of the truth so and i i just continue to pray that maybe uh um maybe elon musk will take it over Uh, twitter yeah yeah, i hope so that'd be one um you know uh alex de tocqueville wrote a book called democracy in america and he said liberty cannot be established without morality and you can't have morality without faith and we've seen it continue and continue to decline and uh, when we come back we're going to be jumping into the third story this week from luke 24 that deals with the disciples' lack of faith. It's hard to believe that after all they've seen, and now two more sources of uh, evidence 
they still don't believe that that's what we're going to see. When we're All right, here. so stick with us. We'll be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop that is Brandon Heath with Give Me Your Eyes. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we are looking at uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 53 this week. Um, we're taking a break uh, looking at what we have been looking at, which is the book of Acts, to talk about um, the first Easter and the Easter story. Uh, so if you missed any of that, um, that we've gone over so far this week and would like to go back and listen, you can go to www.swatradio.com. Click on the past programs link. There you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs, including this one in just about an hour or so. Again, that's www.swatradio.com and the past programs link. Uh, Taylor, I, I, I went back and read the article you sent me from the daily wire. And I would like to point out, if you read the article very closely, it says that the um, that the CDC will basically um, appeal uh, based on their um, need, or, or if it, it would if if they assessed there was a current public health condition that required it which is an escape clause for them. This is what I contend, Right. that uh, the Biden administration is going to say, hey, we tried, we went there and did it. But, you know, like the CDC just today removed a bunch of countries off of the, the uh, coronavirus top list. Mm-hmm. And, and so they were going to May 3rd reevaluate it. They're going to evaluate it. And my contention is they're going to go in there and they're going to say, well, you know what, we've, we've doing pretty good. So, yes, uh, there's no need to do it and, and appeal and go through the process. But, I, could, I could see that, especially for them, that gives them an out with their rabid fan base, you know, their base <laughs> that is like super worried about COVID. It's like, well, hey, you know, we're, we're going to contend this. And then in a few weeks, be like, well, everything seems okay, so we're going to have to uh, stop. But then it it's still you get the headline that makes you look like hey, it makes you look like we're going to do it. Yeah. And that's what they want is mm-hmm. the headline. So anyway, 
that's why I said what I said. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. All right. Lunch it. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. Hey, we are in Luke 24. I'm so glad you joined us today. This we're we're, we're looking at the the first Easter, specifically the Luke account of uh, post resurrection. What's going on with the followers of Jesus? And and it's really a significant passage because three times we have three stories that are told. And it reminds me a lot about Luke. You know, Luke does that in Luke 15. He does that when the, the Pharisees are grumbling at Jesus, like, why are you hanging around sinners? So he tells them three stories. The, the first one is about a lost sheep. The second one's about a lost coin. The third one's about a lost son. Three stories to make the same point. My contention is here, three stories to make the same point. And the point is, is simply this. Everything that the scriptures said would happen, happen. We can trust God's word. And, and so Jesus uh, has uh, uh, this encounter with the women after the, they've seen an empty tomb, after the angels have testified. And then he appears to them. But the angels have already told them everything that Jesus said and everything the word said, it happened. And, and you need to believe this is why he's not here. You're, why are you seeking the living among the dead? Second group was Cleopas and the other disciple walking on the road to Emmaus. And he said, what kind of gospel conversation are you having? In other words, what, what, what are you talking about? And they were having a, a gospel conversation about how Jesus did not fulfill the messianic role. And they were discouraged. Now, you and I don't really talk in the terms of Messiah today. Most people don't in this country. But most people have an idea of what Jesus should look like for them. And when Jesus doesn't meet their expectation, I think that probably a lot of people get discouraged, sad, and like them, they just want to go home and find their solace in something else. Uh, but they, they were not believers on their way to home, they clearly did not believe Jesus was the Son of God or Messiah, and yet Jesus came back into their world. He walked alongside of me, and he he took them to the Scriptures. We saw this yesterday, and opened their eyes to see from Genesis all the way through Malachi. He took them to the text to reveal that he was Messiah, and they said, "Didn't our heart burns?" Then they go back. So the first group, the women, go back and testify to the apostles. Then these men go back and testify to the apostles. And so you would think after those two things happen, and Peter has seen him, and Peter has gone to the grave with John and seen an empty tomb, that they they would believe, but they don't. The disciples are still scared. They're still troubled. And so Jesus appears to them in the middle of a locked room. And he says, why are your hearts troubled? Uh, don't you believe? Why do you doubt? These are my words. I spoke to you, he tells them. And so today, that's what we're going to focus on, that third aspect in Luke 24. And we're, we're going to be looking specifically at Luke 36 through 53. But if you're able, I'm going to have you read 36 through 49, just through 49, okay? All right. 
As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought that they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do, do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet. That is it, I myself. That it is I myself, sorry. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before them. Then he said to them, These are, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from the on high. This is the word of the Lord. Why are you troubled? Why do you doubt? Why are you troubled, he asked him. Do you remember back in John 14 where he says, don't let your heart be troubled. Mm -hmm. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. I go to prepare a place for you. It's better for you if I go away. They did not buy into that. They were, I mean, and just to be fair, imagine if you were in their place or I was in their place and we were, watching this person we saw do all these miraculous things, beaten, scourged, then put on a cross. And we watched him go through the agonizing six-hour death, which was pretty fast for that kind of, usually it could take days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would it would rock our faith. It would rock us. I mean, we have things far less than that rock our faith today. And they didn't believe. But what gets me is then you have the women come and tell them, and then you have Cleopas and the other guy come back. And Simon sees him. But even Simon must have doubted or, or couldn't convince them. So they were all sitting in that locked room at John Mark's house. And it says as they were talking about him, Jesus stood among them and said, Peace be to you. That's, again, him coming. Remember, salvation starts with God. And he came and he said, why are you troubled? Why do you doubt? He said, see my hands and my feet. And so he points to his body. You know, there are people that teach that Jesus was only resurrected spiritually. There was no bodily resurrection. That's simply not true. That's not what the scriptures teach. Jesus pointed to their hands. In fact, they thought he was only a spirit. They thought he was a ghost. And that was part of the problem. He said, don't you know a spirit doesn't have flesh and bones as you see that I have? And it says, when he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. Now, I want you to consider all the evidence that has been presented to these guys so far. Not only the women, not only Cleopas and the other disciple, but the testimony of 
of all of them about what they saw. And now Jesus himself is standing in the midst of them. And notice what it says down in verse 40. It says, he said this to them. He showed them his hands and his feet. And then verse 41, and while they still disbelieved. I mean, does that strike you that even with him there in their midst, they didn't believe? But it says, disbelieved for joy. Is that like, like I'm? It's this is so amazing I can't believe it, or is it like, no, nah, this isn't really happening? Type of disbelief. Uh, you know, if um, it it said why they still disbelieved, so that to me would imply that it, it was, uh, you know, it's it's. If you if you look at it in the Greek, the way the Greek reads, um, uh, go down to so it's twenty one forty one. Uh, in the Greek, it says, "Still, but untrusting them from the joy and marveling." That's how it reads in the original. If you just read it word for word in the Greek, and not mm-hmm. try to make it flow in the English. It says, still but untrusting. Hmm. Now, and it's the same, it's um, the, the, the Greek word, um, hold on just a second, I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find out what the, what the word is there. I, I, I used to could read Greek pretty good, but... Uh, uh, we're going to have to figure that out when I come back. I'll have to tell you. I thought it was it had a, a form of pisteo in it, which is faith. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you what the word is when we come back. But it means literally untrusting. So that would disqualify the statement that you right. were thinking as far as like that. All right. So stick with us to hear the uh, finalized uh, update on that as far as what it says in the Greek. Uh, before we go, we'd like to let you know that uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk. And we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATRadio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATRadio.com. I would also like to let you know that you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. Uh, You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is Even If by Mercy Me. If you are just joining us, we are looking at uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 53 this week. Uh, Today, though, we are focusing on the end of the passage, looking at verses 36 through 53. And so far, we've read um, 36 through 49 talking about uh, the disciples and their unbelief, um, even as Jesus appears to them uh, in the midst of a locked room. And, uh, 
you know, I apologize. My glasses were a little foggy, and I was trying to read this Greek. It is a pisteo, which is a form of pisteo, which is the Greek word for faith. Uh, and um, and apistos is untrustworthy, to put no confidence in and um, to believe that something is not true. And so they disbelieved, even though he was there in their midst. And Jesus says, why do you doubt? How many times do you think he said that to them over the time he spent with them on earth? (laughs) Probably a lot. A lot. And lest we think that we wouldn't have that said to us if we were with him, how many times in our lives do we doubt his word? We doubt his promises. We don't share with people. And... uh, you know, I've shared this stat before. There's been lots of surveys done, and, and it always works out to somewhere around 90% of the people in evangelical churches in America have never told anybody about the gospel of grace of Jesus Christ. They've never shared. And we're, we're commanded to do that. And so as we think about what were, what were the disciples supposed to be doing, I mean, what they were supposed to be the people that carried on the faith. They were the people. He was their rabbi. He was training them right. to share the good news of Messiah coming. But probably like Cleopas and the disciple on the road, they were discouraged. They, I mean, they didn't expect it to end like that. And besides that, it's the third day, just like that disciple said. And he hadn't appeared to all of them. And he did appear to some of them, and Thomas wasn't there. And Thomas says, well, I'm not going to believe it till I touch his hands and his feet. Um, but I'm struck by this, what happens, because it says they still didn't believe because they were obviously thinking he was some kind of spirit. And so he goes, okay, guys, give me a piece of fish. You got, give, me, give me something to eat here. And then he takes it. You can just hear the conversation. He puts it in his mouth. See, guys, I'm chewing. Look. The fish is going away. It's not falling through me. Mm-hmm. I'm physical as well as spiritual. It's not just a spiritual resurrection. It's a physical resurrection with a renewed body. Okay, it's going down into my stomach area. Okay, it's a glorified stomach. No more gas, heartburn. You don't have to worry about any of that anymore. Isn't that great? The glorified bodies, we don't experience pain, <laughs> no suffering, uh, no colds like you got right now, right? Yeah. And he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. So he's saying, I, I told you this, and it, and you don't believe still. So then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, thus it is written. Again, he goes back to the word and all three of these stories the word is paramount that christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead again it's the same thing said over and over and that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning in jerusalem your witnesses so as we think about this four things first of all we're chosen by god and we're chosen to be people who would 
be custodians of the gospel of Jesus and messengers of the gospel of Jesus. So first thing is we're chosen in Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, it says that he chose us before the foundation of the earth. He chose us in him, Ephesians 1. You know, people really struggle with this whole idea of being chosen. But in, in verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Um, before the foundation of the world, he chose you, Taylor. He chose me. Uh, if you're his, he chose you before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, it says he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace. I mean, he chose us to be custodians of a historic truth, not an ideology, not just a belief system, but a historic truth that there was a man named Jesus who was the son of God, the son of the creator, who came to earth. He was born of a virgin. He healed the sick and raised the dead and got the blind to see. He made the blind to see. He made the lame to walk to fulfill prophecy in accordance with the word. He was suffered and he died and was buried and resurrected according to what the word had said was going to happen. And, and we're custodians of that truth. So we're not only chosen, but we're custodians. That means we guard it. Like Paul told Timothy, be a, you know, Timothy, be a good servant. Guard the truth. Guard it. Don't let people come in and distort it. So many people today in our culture want to distort the gospel with requirements of things to go along with the gospel of grace. Or they pervert it to say that it, you know, if, if you follow Jesus, you're going to have a healthy, wealthy life. And they, they give a gospel that Jesus didn't give or Paul didn't give or Peter didn't give. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2.2, 2, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ crucified. That was mind-blowing for most Jews, that the Messiah would allow himself to be crucified. They did not see him as a suffering Messiah. But without Jesus, the Bible the law, the temple, none of it makes any sense. And people can't understand the truth of Scripture, even though they may understand the words. And that's what happens in our country. We're very intellectual. And so people will read the words on the pages of the Bible, and they'll gather the English concepts of what's going on, but not the underlying spiritual concepts. They understand the story of the Bible, but guess what? So do the demons. They know the story. They li they watched it. And so without Jesus, none of it makes sense. And just like Paul says in 2 Corinthians 3, he says, For to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, that same veil remains unlifted because only through Christ is the veil taken away. In other words, only through Christ can you understand any of this stuff about the Bible. So when you know Jesus, you understand the promises of God. When you know Jesus, you understand the covenant of God. When you know Jesus, you under, understand his purposes and you understand your purposes and you understand that we live in a broken world. 
Jesus is the key to it all. So we are custodians of that. It's been given to us as stewards to care for. And because we're custodians, we're messengers of that truth too. But you know what, Taylor? You can't be a messenger if you never deliver the message. So if you simply hold on to it and guard it, you're not being a messenger. And we're called to be messengers. He just said, you will be messengers. The gospel teach gospel and repentance. And I'm reminded of a story back in 2 Kings chapter 7. The Syrians had surrounded Israel, the people of Israel. They had surrounded them in this city, and uh, they had sieged it. And, and when you have a city under siege, you block all food and supplies coming in and out. And you basically starve people to death. And so they were eating donkey heads and dung and each other. Sounds like it was a great place, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was tough. We, we don't really grasp that very much. But there were some lepers that were in the city that go, wait a minute, we're dying here. We can either die a slow death or we can go take a chance that the Syrians will give us some food and feed us. Or if they kill us quickly, then we'll be dead and we won't have to under. So they just got up and walked out of the camp. And when they got to the Syrian camp, you know what they discovered? The Syrians were gone. And they left their treasure. They left their food supplies. They left it all. And they, two of them go, we've hit the jackpot. We've got all this, man. We don't have to suffer anymore. We've got all this treasure. We got all this. But one of them said, you know what? We're not doing right. This isn't right. This is a day of good news. We should go back and tell our brothers, if we wait and we don't tell them, then punishment's going to come on us. And that's what a lot of Christians do. They have the gospel of grace. And they've got the treasure of it. And they've got the food of it to feed their own soul. And they're not sharing it with anybody. Like the two lepers that wanted to just keep it all to themselves. We tend to do that. And, you know, the Dead Sea is dead because it has a tributary of water coming in but nothing going out. And so everything just stagnates there. We were never designed to be um, just a collection point. We were supposed to be a conduit. And so we are messengers of the truth about Jesus, and that's what he's saying. So we're chosen, we're custodians, we're messengers, and we're also protected and secured. And when we come back from the break, we're going to read verses 50 to 53, because what Jesus does here is he leaves them with a blessing. And uh, we're going to talk about that, kind of tie it all up, and then people can call in if they want, if they have any questions about it. But um, we are chosen by God to be custodians and messengers. The question is, are we doing it? Are we sharing the gospel? Um, By and large, many people aren't. And, boy, is there ever a time to do it than right now. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Make sure you stick with us as we finish up Luke chapter 24, um, looking at verses 50 and 53. 53, excuse me. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. 
You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good well, welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 53 this week. Today we are finishing up that look. Uh, just about to look at the last few verses, actually, talking about the ascension of Christ. If you missed any of that, um, or if you have questions, you want to join the discussion, you can call us at one eight four four triple seven swat That's one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. So before we left, we were talking about being chosen, being custodians, being messengers of the truth. He, he, com- he said, listen that you, you need to go proclaim that forgiveness of sins is possible. People need to repent and, and forgiveness of sins is there. And then verse 50 through 53 of Luke 24, he blesses them. It says he led them out as far as Bethany, lifting up his hands. He blessed them while he blessed them. He parted from them and was carried up into heaven and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple blessing God. Why does he bless them? There's two great blessings in Scripture, really. One is back in Genesis 1.28, be fruitful and multiply. And the second is in number 6. And in number 6, what's going on is the children of Israel are getting ready to go into the promised land. And God says Moses hey bless them bless them with this blessing have Aaron bless them and it's a blessing that we all have heard as a benediction in fact it's the benediction in most synagogue services Jesus probably blessed the disciples every evening with this and I'm I'm pretty confident he did it here too when he blessed them it's may the Lord bless you and keep you May his face and his grace shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And he's basically saying, I'm going to be with you wherever you go. I'm, I'm going to care for you. And in our culture, in our day and age, even then, but, but for sure today, it's difficult and hard 
to proclaim the sovereignty of God in a world that doesn't believe in God necessarily or that really acknowledges the God of the Bible, Yahweh. Oh, people believe in a God. You know, they like to believe in a higher power. They just call him God. Our God is Yahweh. If you follow Jesus, then your God is has a name, and his name is Yahweh. Well, to proclaim that and his supremacy, a lot of people think that's foolish and, and would ridicule you for that. So it would be hard. Another thing that's hard to proclaim is that man-made religions such as Buddhism, Islam, uh, Mormonism, whatever, just throw them out there, that they're foolish. You don't make a lot of friends and influence people that way. Hmm. So it's difficult also. The third thing is the authority and the the truthfulness of the Bible. If you stick by that and you proclaim that, people look at you like you're from another planet. They ridicule the Bible. It, they call it a book of hate. Uh, you know, a, a, it's a, it's a book of rules. But when you say, I live under the authority of the Bible, I believe in the truthfulness of the Bible, that's tough. And what about the exclusivity of Jesus? He's the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through him. There is no other way to God, the Father, God, Yahweh. And so to proclaim those things and be propagating those things out there, it's going to be difficult. You're inviting ridicule. You're inviting attack. And so he says, I'm with you. Do you know a place in the Gospels where he says, I'm with you? Like maybe he did in Numbers, but he might say it a little differently. Um, when he sent out the, uh, sent them out two by twos in the cities, the 70. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more along the lines of Roman or uh, Matthew 28, where he says, go make disciples. mm -hmm. And he says, what? I'm with you always. Even to the end of the age. Yeah. I'm with you. Go do it. I'm with you. Paul on his first missionary journey. Uh, you know, when he was uh, in prison with Peter, do you think Jesus was with him there? Yeah. Uh, what about when uh, he was on the ship? In the ship, remember what he said? Hey, guys, don't worry. Uh, we're going to be okay. An angel appeared to me and told me we're good. You know, we're, we're, we're okay. Well, how did that happen? Well, because God was with him. And so God was there with him. What about Andrew? when he was crucified on a cross or Peter, when he was crucified upside down. What about Bartholomew who was beaten to death with clubs? Was Jesus with them? Them James, the half brother of Jesus stoned Matthew killed by a sword, Philip scourged and then crucified Matthias stoned and beheaded or Simon, the zealot crucified Thomas was speared to death. Thaddeus was killed by arrows James, the son of Zebedee, was killed by a sword. Was Jesus with them? Did he did he not keep his word when those things happened? Of course he did. He was with them. He ushered them in to the other side. Just because you follow Jesus doesn't mean your life won't have pain or discomfort. Doesn't mean you may not give your life for him. But what it means is as you go through each one of those, he will be with you. And you will sense him in a real tangible way. He's not going to let you go through it as an orphan. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. 
He is with us. And uh, that's a great message to share that you never have to fear that we walk with his uh, confidence and confidence in him because he's God. And he says, ask my father anything. Just ask him. And I'm with you. He's up there interceding for us now, Hebrews says. So with you always, do we believe it? That ultimately is the question. What was the problem in all three stories? They didn't believe in God's word. Do we believe it? I do. I do. I believe he was who he said he was. He did what he said he was going to do because it fulfilled God's word, the scriptures to us. And so I hope that was encouraging for you as you think about those women who God used to be the first witnesses. He used Cleopas and the disciple that was walking with him to Emmaus and then ultimately the apostles and every one of them except for John was a martyr. And so that's pretty huge. Um, no, you're talking about the martyr. Wasn't James uh, thrown off the temple, the pinnacle of the temple before James he was? James the Less, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, I thought it was uh, the brother of Jesus, right? That was. Uh, I thought it was James the Less. I could be wrong. I might be getting those two confused. I think it was, uh, and I'll look it up. Uh, yeah, James the Just. Um, the reason I remember that is because of a, a rap song, actually. Um, but yeah, <laughs> then he was uh, stoned. And beaten with clubs. Uh, but, yeah, James was thrown from the pinnacle of the temple and was beaten to death with a club. Yeah. And that that was from Clement of Alexandria. And then, I don't know how to say this person's name, the scribes and Pharisees placed James upon the pinnacle of the temple and threw down the just man, and they began to stone him, for he was not killed by the fall. And one of them, who was a fuller, took the club with which he beat out clothes and struck the just man on the head. Yeah. They, you know, these... These guys, you know, talking about their unbelief, uh, you know, or the reluctance to believe until they actually saw him and stuff. But, you know, once they did, you know, they were faithful to the end to violent deaths like that, you know. And it, it was a testament to um, the truth. Yeah. Because, it, it, you know, you talk about it. Um, there's so many instances before they're filled with the Holy Spirit of uh, them showing disbelief, living in fear. Um and if it was a made-up story, you know, they definitely would write themselves to look way better, right? But it also just shows that the impact of, of the Spirit on their lives. Yeah. Um, I think only two apostles are mentioned in Scripture, their death. The rest of them, it's through um, other, like, historical books or, or, or accounts because um, James, the, the you know, the son of Zebedee, was beheaded um and i think other than that um there was there was one more in scripture um you know and those are the only two that we really know of that uh died uh mart- that that were were martyred but i think you're right i think james the less was james the son of alpheus um uh, and he was supposedly crucified uh, and then sawed into pieces in Egypt. So, Oh, here, here we go. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. So um, you were right. James, the half-brother of Jesus, was thrown from the temple. Okay. Um, what I was going to say, you know, that brings up a question there. 
because um, you know they don't have Paul's death isn't in there, but uh, tradition holds that he was beheaded, right? Mm-hmm. By Rome, yeah. Um, and these are coming from early church founding uh, Christian writers. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they don't have the same authority as Scripture, um, but it seems like uh, many in the Protestant tradition discount uh, some of the early church fathers because they got a little bit stronger association with the Catholic Church. But um, it's, you know, it's important to realize that these are still um, good for us in the Christian tradition and the faith tradition. Like you know, the Catholic Church didn't go didn't go corrupt. Uh, overnight, right? It took well, some no, time. and and the other thing to remember too is without the Catholic Church, we yeah. have no we have no copies of the Scriptures. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and that, I mean, yeah, that that goes broader. You know, there's a lot of uh, a difficulty there between Protestants and Catholics for, throughout the history and in the infighting that happened. But uh, I was just you know saying that uh, you know some of these early church fought like the Pope as the head of the church that didn't come around to like the 400s. You know what I mean? So um, I think there's still a lot of people who do take into account the early church fathers. Um, and so I was just saying all that to say that um, those accounts of the apostles' death, you know, you should be looking at those as credible. So. Yeah. Well, um, the important thing to remember is that they all died willingly. And like uh, Chuck Colson said, they they propagated that story for 40 years enduring pain and suffering so um, hey i hope you'll join us tomorrow got a great uh guest uh jerry roush uh pastor for many many years is going to be our guest tomorrow sharing his story and uh he's got quite a story of, of caring for his wife and and continuing to minister and um his wife struggles with a, a chronic illness and so uh look forward to hopefully you join us All right, yeah, so join us at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening 